talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey everybody, it's Lindsay Pullman. And Danny. We are here today talking to you about managing overwhelm, and we're just going to jump right in. So when we were kind of going through some of our tougher stuff, um, this is kind of what it was like for both of us. So Danny's going to go first. Yeah, okay. So back uh, soon after I had first told Lindsay about my issue with porn, um, how was it for me? I I would get overwhelmed a lot. Um and I didn't know how to manage it. It was it was kind of a scary thing for me, um, especially because I had this whole story going in my head. Okay, and so I was a dentist, and my hands started getting shaky, and I stopped working like immediately, um, and I was completely freaked out by this. I I felt like I was in this position where I'd spent all this time training to be a dentist and all the school and money and I couldn't even be a dentist um, at that moment and then on top of this I'm letting my, I'm telling myself that you know I, I want to be a good husband and father all these things that are expected of me or that I want to be uh, a good church member I've got to figure out this issue with porn and I've got to figure it out right away um, as soon as possible I need to find a sustainable way to provide for my family. Um, all these things I need to do today, this week. I've got therapy that I'm trying to do, but I'm scared of how I'm going to feel at Ooh, therapy. I'm feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just listening this, to all this. <laughs> this laundry <laughs> list of things, and I would think about it kind of all at once. I want to make Lindsay happy was one, you know, which that's I, overwhelming. I, <laughs> it is because I mean I don't even have that power, right? She's responsible for that. Um, but I was trying to make myself responsible, so of course I was overwhelmed. There's no way I can do that. Um, want to be a good example to my kids. Anyway, the list went on and on, and so I felt like there's all these things I want to do or need to do or should do, and there's no way I can do it, right? And and that's usually the idea behind all this that would um, make me feel overwhelmed is I... There's no way I can handle all this. And it was a really painful story I was telling about myself. Um, Did it help you with your, with all the things you wanted to do, thinking that way? No. I mean, usually when I, <laughs> when I would feel overwhelmed, right, I, I'm sure a lot of us can relate, I'm much less likely to take action on anything. Um, or like with work, maybe I'll just sit there staring at the screen, not even starting on something, just feeling overwhelmed. Like you kind of get frozen, like a deer in the headlights. Um, or um, these also would be times where I'd be more likely to look at porn in the past. Um, that was a way to avoid feeling the overwhelm. I didn't want to feel it. I was scared of feeling it. And um, anyway, it was, uh, it was kind of a scary place for me to be, um, and I didn't realize that it was optional. I just thought it was something that happened to me. Like, it's just kind of coming on, and there's not much I could do about it. Oh, look, I'm overwhelmed again. And um, 
that I was really, uh, I don't know, disempowered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I remember feeling, you know, for different reasons, feeling a very similar way. And I, I remember saying like, life happened to me, this happened to me. Right. And so, you know, I thought that we'd kind of gotten to this really great place and we were going to be fine. And we, you know, we got our graduate degrees and all the things and we'd have problems, but they wouldn't be like huge problems like this. You know, I remember thinking like, this isn't me. This isn't what it's supposed to be. But for me, the overwhelm came, I mean, it came with so many different things, but you know, it it came from me, you know, I had two part-time jobs at the time and I was trying to take care of my kids as much as I could. And I wanted to like maintain the house exactly like I maintained it in the past. And I wanted to like try to make dinners like I did in the past. Like I wanted to continue to do all these things that I thought like, I actually, I don't think I ever felt like I had to be doing the things. I think I felt like I had to be working, but like, I never felt like, oh, I have to make a big dinner. It's just like, but I enjoyed cooking. It was something I always enjoyed. And so I kind of was just like, oh, like I don't get to do that anymore. I don't get to do this. I don't get to do this. So I was still kind of thinking from like a somewhat disempowered place and, um, and it was overwhelming. And that's, you know, that's something that today I look back and I recognize that I kind of chose to feel that way. But at the time I didn't think it was an option either. And, you know, to avoid that overwhelm, because what that overwhelm would do, it would lead me into this state of confusion. Like, I don't know how I can get it done. I don't think there's any way I can get this done. And then from that confusion, I would kind of go to inaction, you know, where instead of taking action and getting the things done, even some of the things that I wanted to do, I might look at my phone or look at social media or watch something on Netflix or eat some brownies or, you know, do all these things to avoid feeling that overwhelm. What are the things, uh, do you notice, like, what's some of your experiences with clients that they might be likely to do in these situations? Um, yeah, so I would say a lot of people, kind of what I just said, so like Netflix, social media, food, I think spending a lot of time thinking about what other people could or should be doing, that's kind of a big one, and I definitely did that too. Like I remember spending a lot of time thinking about what my husband should be doing so that I could be, quote unquote, less overwhelmed, because <laughs> I thought part of it had to do with him. Um, and it, it wasn't that way all the way through everything we were going through, but I remember, you know, after he was up, like when we were, when his meds got managed a little bit more, I remember thinking like, well, if he just stepped it up a little, then I'd be less overwhelmed. But really the bottom line is I was creating it with all of my thinking, but I think it's really natural to, um, avoid that feeling by just thinking about what you wish other people could do instead. Right. Yeah, uh, with I know with a number of my clients, it's a very common thing that when they're feeling overwhelmed, they will have more of a tendency to look at porn in those situations, or it might be video games, or like you said, all that other list of things, Netflix, Eaton Sweets, um, a lot of things like that. And and why do we do those things? Um, or you know, sometimes my clients they'll end up hanging out with their kids, like because they just they don't feel like they can get things done. But what they tell me is that even though they're like present with their kids physically, they're not present emotionally because they're still thinking about all the things. So, sorry. Right. Keep going. No, I was just going to say like one of the reasons we, we do those things is yeah to avoid feeling the feeling. We're scared right. of feeling the feeling of overwhelm, mm-hmm. right? It's It can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think a lot of times we think something's bad gonna happen. Something bad is going to happen if we're feeling that. And 
that can be kind of scary, right? Especially if you're convinced something bad is going to happen. Um, so I was going to say... Ooh, can I add on to that? Go for it. I, so I do have a fair amount of clients that, you know, feel like that's the kind of scary thing about overwhelm. And they go into this spiral of being overwhelmed because they have, quote unquote, so much to do. And then it kind of leads to that inaction. And then they start thinking, well, if I'm not productive, then I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not, almost like I'm not worthy and they go and they start identifying like, you know, they for, they realize that like they identify being productive with being like worthy and following through with like their duties and what they should be doing as a human on this earth. And then, but when they are thinking that way that they need to do this to be worthy, then it kind of feels overwhelming too. And they kind of just go into this like spiral. Right. So. Yeah, really good. Okay, so an example nowadays of how this affects me, um, is like a lot of times I run into it with work like I'll have a task in front of me that's a new thing I haven't done before <clears throat> and I make it this big thing and I choose to think something that makes me feel overwhelmed and that's one of the first really useful things you can do is ask yourself like what am I thinking that's creating this feeling of overwhelm and um, so it can be really helpful for me to do that. Oftentimes for me, it's something like, this is too much for me to ever handle. Or like I said before, something bad is going to happen because I feel so terrible right now. You know, it could be a combination of things. That might be more my thought about the overwhelmed feeling. Um, anyway, and that, but then what I notice is when I let myself get overwhelmed like this, I, I'm not productive. And I, like I said earlier, I can like just sit there staring at the computer screen like just not even doing anything <laughs> for like five or ten minutes and then I look at it and like I didn't even do anything the last ten minutes I'm just sitting here <laughs> feeling overwhelmed I don't know if if any of you have ever had something like that right where you just kind of freeze um I'm and... just laughing because I think I've probably noticed that before <laughs> like if I come into a room and just sitting there <laughs> yeah and it I just kind of like get stuck with it um but yeah, so some other things that help, I mean, one of the things um, that we need to be willing to do to even address the overwhelm is be willing to feel it, right? Rather than make it this scary thing, like like something terrible is going to happen if right. I feel overwhelmed, mm -hmm. look yeah. at it like, you know what, This is uh, these are vibrations in my body, and it's something that I can feel that comes mm -hmm. from something I'm thinking. And it doesn't mean something bad is going to happen. Right. It's, uh, and, and changing that relationship with this specific feeling can be a very powerful thing to do. Yeah, and that's something we go really deep into in our one-on-one -on -one coaching programs that we offer. Um, and today we have, a, in our show notes, we have a landing page for you to get um, an awesome guide on how to feel an emotion basically because it today it might be overwhelmed but tomorrow it could be something else so it's just something that's going to help you with with any emotion which can be really really helpful so we're kind of showing you our high level version of that today or danny just described kind of a high level which is acknowledging being aware accepting um and you know just letting it letting it be but also being ready to almost like let it pass through you instead of just avoid resist or react that it exists or react to it I guess yeah yeah and what's so cool about it is when you practice this with one emotion it helps you to gain confidence doing it for other emotions and practice that new skill that translates into 
many other situations. Yeah, and it's not supposed to be, you know, we're showing you how to process these emotions. And and the reason why it's not, we're not showing you that, you know, your thinking is is in charge of your emotions just so that you never feel negative emotions anymore. Um, Like part of our experience is to have kind of like opposition in all things, right? So like kind of a 50-50 positive negative emotion experience. But then when the quote unquote negative ones come, we can accept it rather than push it away or try you know try to look at other things or do other things instead of just kind of be aware and accept that negative emotions come yeah okay so so it might be the last thing you want to do go toward the emotion that feels so scary but that's exactly what we're inviting you to do (laughs) and whenever i do that with my emotions um it ends up being not as big a deal as I thought it was going to be. And it's kind of like this aha moment where it's like, wow, I made that so scary. But then when I actually took some deep breaths and closed my eyes and just kind of let the feeling wash over me, Mm -hmm. it didn't end up being as huge as I thought. And then it also, if you're willing to sit with it as long as it takes and process it, it will actually, it's like your body metabolizes it the same way that you digest a cheeseburger or something. It, you let it wash over you and it can actually process and then you can move on to the next thing. Um, and at the same time, one of the advantages of this, of feeling that emotion, is then you can actually examine why it's there. What am I thinking that's creating this feeling? But it's really hard to even start examining it if you're not even willing to feel the emotion in the first place, in my experience. Right. And then once you're willing to kind of examine and sit with it, um, you know, if we were to go to a next step, it might be, okay, what can I do to limit my overwhelm in the future, right? And so there's so many different ways to do this. I like to think of this idea of like constraining constraint. So like where we put limits or restrictions on ourselves that can kind of help simplify our lives. Um, sometimes making one decision can make 20, making one decision early on can like make 20 decisions down the road for you so that you don't have to like make a bunch of decisions as you go. So like if I were to go to the mall, I like if I go to the mall, I have a plan. Okay. I need to go to this store, make a return, and then I need to go to this store to find a shirt. Right. But I've already decided before I even go into the mall that like there are literally two, three stores where I like to buy clothes from. And so I don't walk in and I don't get overwhelmed and confused by all the different stores and all the different things going on. And I don't get excited about a certain sale at a certain store or, oh, maybe I should go look at these things. I'm not saying that's totally wrong, right? Because I could make a decision to just go to the mall and peruse and then it wouldn't be overwhelming because that's my plan. But, you know, for the most part, I constrain myself to you know, two to three stores and, you know, I usually buy my shirts or clothes from one particular store. And even within that store, right, you could walk into that store and it could be overwhelming, but usually there are people that can help you find what you want too. And so just kind of making decisions beforehand can help you with your constraint. Or if you're trying, you know, for me specifically, let's say like, you know, a few years ago, if I was kind of struggling with what to do, like with jobs or with whatever it is, I think constraining yourself, even with a time limit, like I'm going to make a decision by tomorrow. I don't have to decide right now, but I will decide by tomorrow to do X, whether I'm going to do X or Y, right? And sometimes that can kind of just help you kind of get through the rest of your day while and you, but you still know you're going to like make a certain decision. And I will say that like when you make decisions, just like if you were like, organizing your house 
you know, you could sit and theorize and quantify and like think of all the reasons, like all the different ways you could put pictures on walls or you could like put a few pictures up and just know that when you put like make a decision and take some action, it might help you know more of what you want or what you don't want instead of just like not doing anything or ever putting anything up on your house on the walls in your house because you just have no idea what to do. So. I love that. I love the idea of constraint, especially with all the myriad of options that we have available to us in this day and age, right? Yeah, because like thousands of years ago, it was like food, no food, right? Yeah. Or eat, find a plant or don't find a plant, whatever it is. And today we have so many more options and so many decisions that we can make. But I do think our brain is equipped to handle that if we choose to allow it to. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, back to my example of having an, a task that I am choosing to feel overwhelmed about. Um, some things that help me after feeling the feeling and trying to identify that thought and then letting myself know it's optional, um, which is all very empowering to do and kind of hard to admit sometimes that you're choosing that overwhelm, um, but you get your power back. What also helps me is if I've got that task, a lot of times I'm looking at this task and I'll just use an example like grocery store, okay? Um, This is something that definitely have been overwhelmed about a lot of times in the past, (laughs) Um, which sounds kind of funny. But let's say it's just grocery store. I've got to go to the grocery store and buy all these groceries for my family, right? Um, If I just make it this one big task, then it can be kind of vague and not very clear and I think that's part of why I start freaking out in my brain like I don't even know what I'm gonna do to make all this happen Um, but what can happen what can help is for me to just write down all the little steps that are involved in that okay so just write it down like okay first I need to get dressed and presentable to go outside my house Uh, I can't go out in my underwear wait have you done this before have you literally written that down before for grocery store Well, I mean, what I've done to help at the grocery store mainly is, like, make a, make list. a list, which is Sorry. really helpful. <laughs> no, because if I, I go without sure. a list, like, I can really get overwhelmed at the grocery store. That's something that can happen to me. Um, so, yeah, you, you can um, make it, but I'm just using this as a funny example, right? So, make a list. <laughs> I get dressed, go out the door, bring my car keys and wallet, drive to store, walk into store. Uh, and then I have a list of things I need to buy, right? And you go one by one through that list. Um, check out, bring groceries home, you know, load car, bring groceries home, bring it inside, put it in the fridge and pantry, whatever. And you can break it down. You can do this with any task and just write it out. And then when you have these little steps, you have this clear map for your brain to look at, and that can really help. Um, and it makes it simple. Then you just know that next little step you need to take instead of making it one big thing. That's oh, like that Frozen song. The next right. They say the next right thing. We're just saying the next little step. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like Frozen too. Um, <laughs> such good stuff in there. So so one thing to realize though is a lot of times we want to solve these feelings with just action, and that's not um, going to get you the best results in the long run. I think the most powerful combination is if you look at your thinking and choose how you want to more intentionally think about it 
and then mm-hmm. do that with the actions that you know you want to take too. Yeah, especially because I think, you know, in society today, it's so normal to just want to have the actions to get you what you want. But if it were that simple, we would all have lost the weight that we wanted. You know, the people who want to stop looking at pornography wouldn't be looking at porn because it's like the action to do is stop looking at porn. So anything we want that we don't yet have is usually like more of a mindset gap. Okay, so that's where our thinking comes in and it can be so powerful. So if you could think of something that you have done and you continue to do and it's been really sustainable for you in your life, you know, you might think, well, yeah, it's just because I work out every day. It's just what I do. But I think if you go take that deeper, there's probably some thinking that really that you have or some really hard whys as to why you do it. And that's what's getting you those sustainable result of you know working out every day or that action and the result of working out every day you know and maybe reaching whatever fitness goals that you have um so if there's something that you are wanting that you don't have you know it it, it is more than the action if it was just the action we'd all have it figured out yeah so good okay so how do we appreciate our overwhelm instead of just throwing it to the wolves (laughs) well i think we can appreciate that we all have human brains and our human brains you know we have 40 to 60,000 thoughts come up a day, you know, per day, and they're not all conscious, obviously. So even with this newfound knowledge that you have, you're getting right here on this podcast, it doesn't mean that you're never going to be overwhelmed again because that's just not how the human brain works. We're going to continue, you know, sometimes our lower brain kind of takes over and we are going to allow ourselves to go there. And that's totally okay because that's how we are biologically, biologically been created. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and if you think about it too, you've got that part of your brain that wants to keep you safe and hiding in a cave, not using mm-hmm. a lot of energy, and overwhelm something that would really lead to that a lot of times, right? Yeah. So it's you can see how it's part of your brain just trying to almost protect you and keep right. you safe, right? But then at the same time, it's it's not very useful a lot of times. It, it, there, there might not ever be a time where overwhelm's really useful, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you can feel it but a lot we call it um sometimes we refer to overwhelm as an indulgent emotion and because sometimes we kind of sit with it longer than it might be necessary so you know just something to think keep in mind you know with your overwhelm I think a question we would love to leave with you today is what feels overwhelming in my life that I actually might have some control over you know think about that take that with you chew on that question a little bit and see maybe there is something that you've just felt existed what if what if it didn't have to be that way yeah and another thing you can ask is is rather than how can i get rid of overwhelm ask yourself how can i change my relationship with overwhelm and how can that help me to get where i want to go love it all, all right. right you guys have a wonderful day we will talk to you later thanks so much for listening peace Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey. 